0: Spell on you.
1: because all right, welcome to the latest edition of Let's Do It Live, a Halloween edition. I'm your host, the People's Commission, and I'm joined by the Pizza Baron, who was just slanging za for all those trick-or-treaters out today. And in a location to be named later, we have Mikey the Mush.
0: Yeah, PC. It was a spooky day. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Halloween is the busiest pizza day of the year, believe it or not. So the Pizza Baron was really covered in oil and flour all day. So it's been a hell of a day. I'm ready to do some podcasting.
2: PB, did you make any pizzas for the crazy guy
0: from Mr. Deeds? Uh, I didn't. No, that was a reference that went over my head. I think, but it's probably funny. You would get. It. You would enjoy it if. It clicked, but no worries. But as, it is. Uh, did it click for you, PC?
1: I remember him delivering pizza to the guy with the crazy eyes in Mr. Deeds. Yes, ah. like the anchovy pizza. Gotcha. Yeah,
2: and then the other one had like candy and um,
1: like Cheetos or something on it. Yeah, just bizarre combinations.
0: Okay, R- real quick, off topic. Where does Mr. Deeds fall in your your list of Sandler movies? It's out of the top five, right?
1: Yeah, I can agree with that.
0: So, well, hold on. The clear number one is Happy Gilmore, correct? I would, or Billy Madison. I would, I would say Happy Gilmore is funnier, though. Correct. Yep.
1: Billy Madison.
0: Big Daddy's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I would say Click is probably number three. Click. I
1: I actually didn't. I don't enjoy know. That I've ever Click. Seen it. Um, what then? Under. Maybe it's not underrated, but I always enjoyed uh, Bedtime Stories. I never... Because <laughs> his name was Skeeter, and I thought it was the funniest thing of all time. Yep.
2: I the original Grown Ups isn't bad, but it's not top five.
0: I thought you were a Lil... Is it Lil Nicky? You're a Lil Nicky guy. mm. It's funny parts, but it's not. That. I'm kidding. It's a terrible, terrible movie.
2: Oh, wait, we're missing. Take it back. It's not click. Number one is Billy Matt or Happy Gilmore. Number two is Billy Madison. Number three is The Boy. Oh, yeah, how do we forget about yeah, The Water Waterboy? Good. I don't know.
1: But I corrected us. Don't worry. I ate too many fun size snicker bars tonight. Mm. Good for you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> back on topic. Mush, where are you broadcasting from tonight?
2: Well, as you guys know, I'm a big follower of Fresno State. And this week, the Bulldogs play at Sam Boyd Stadium, which is on the campus of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, as a 22-point favorite. And so their coach, uh, Jeff Tedford, it's the first time uh, he was at Cal previously. So this is the first time he's actually uh, coaching uh, against UNLV at UNLV. So... He just had me out there to give the team uh, some help and preparation on playing in Las Vegas, uh, what to do like the night of and then the night or the the night before and the night of of playing a big game in Vegas, uh, since he knows that I have experience um, helping teams uh, win in Las Vegas after uh, the Stanley Cup finals when I helped the Capitals win game five.
1: Thank you for clarifying what team you were talking about. I think uh, some of our newer listeners might not have known your affinity for the las vegas golden knights and you're you single-handedly carrying them to the finals only to meet your other favorite team the washington capitals
2: yep and my other my baseball
0: team just won the world series so i'm hot you sound like such a bandwagoner though he's <laughs> everyone hates yeah. you That's he's fine. like a mercenary fan he's, he's patrick
1: McGillicuddy. by. he goes okay. to every parade i did see a sign of him today and it was outrageous and i was just so jealous if i make
2: money following your team i'll follow them i don't care you know if if any high schools are desperate to you know beat a rival or win a state championship i'll gary gains their ass i
0: don't care you know how yeah uh, hoover high (laughs) they've had a rough stretch since the tv show
1: very true I mean no one's rocking that hairstyle anymore. No,
0: you can't do you can't do the swoop like that, Mikey. You know, I
2: think it's a correlation. When Hoover High was hot, Alabama football which was bad. And then when the college team got good, the high school team got bad. Makes you I think guess,
1: it like, maybe you're right. Causation or correlation, we'll never know.
2: Yeah, exactly. All the money that was getting paid to the high schoolers started to get paid to the college players.
1: But speaking of be college like the definition of trickle up effect.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the definition of voodoo economics. But speaking of
0: college, <laughs> let's just get into the first game. Uh the first game. Hey, wait, hit... wait, 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 Where do we where do we stand? Oh, whoa, wait. wait yeah. no, no, no.
1: Hey, first of all, we have to thank our sponsor for this segment, which is Jets Pizzas Ranch. Uh Delicious topping, the best ranch there is. Thank you f- to Jet's Pizza Ranch for being our new sponsor.
0: I, will, I love the made up sponsors. Um, Kevin, how many people are like me and get the salad,
2: um, the salad dressing size, f- just for pizza, even if they don't order a salad?
0: Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people do that.
1: How All many right, people cool. get like a full bottle? Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's,
0: what he, that's what he's talking about.
1: Yeah. Oh, like not for a personal salad. Like for yeah, no, I
0: see it all the time. I mean, people come in. People come in just for that. No, what's a,
1: in? What's the secret sauce? Secret. I mean,
0: I don't even know. Um, I think I might be breaking some some sort of uh, confidentiality agreement by even talking about it. Well, but what well, we can't talk it's, about it's some it's some it's special sauce. Okay, we can talk about the leader. Yeah. No, okay. A, now to standings.
2: That's how, that's how humble I am. I'm in first place, and I didn't even mention it. No, you're not. I'm tied for first place, so that means I'm in first place. Mm, Okay. How many games back am I? I thought you were like two games back. I'm getting there. Myself and the Pizza Baron are both tied in first at 28 and 26. And after two career weeks in a row, the People's Commissioner is 27 and 27 in one game back. Where are we sitting on locks of the week, though? Uh, Locks of the week, you are 6-3. and I am five and four, so technically, by tiebreaker, you head yep. by the one. But the money, the money ball gets you.
0: Yeah, no one talks about that. And uh, why do we do it? Uh, why do we have a sponsor I, for that segment if it doesn't matter? Because we're not. This at that isn't like group.
1: whose line is it anywhere? Anywhere where the points don't matter. Like this matters no. to me.
2: Okay. Well, I didn't mention the locks because we weren't at the locks of the segment yet. But um, we'll just say that the uh, people's commissioners' locks uh, are not doing too well. He's a uh, two and seven on locks.
1: Well, I've started to consult our um, youngest fan, CRC, um, for my locks of the week. I just hold two, two toys up, um, and whatever one he picks correlates to my lock of the week. So I now have a two-month-old making my picks.
0: Do you put the favorite or the dog near his right hand? Uh,
1: his left hand, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Makes sense. He's a southpaw, so that makes yeah, sense. <laughs> exactly.
1: I'm pandering. I'm pandering.
0: Gotcha. Well, I mean, you can make big money in baseball by being a lefty, so hopefully he throws some fire. Well, well he, he only has though. to
1: throw about 84 miles He's an hour. Tall. Yeah. And just be tall. He,
0: he can be crafty. He can be a rich hill, and they can get yanked. When he wasn't ready to get yanked and cost the Dodgers in series.
1: Yeah. I or, can tell you from or,
0: experience, if you're a five nine lefty,
2: there's about one position you can play. And that's left field. Yep, yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was I best. was gonna say instead of Rich Hill, he might end up being clay rapata and just being pulled from every game after about eight pitches and have his dad pick him up from the ballpark. I was the
2: best like left-handed second baseman until I was 12, and then when they said you had to be right-handed to play second base, I struggled.
0: <laughs> so, so, they, so they put you out there to pick Dandelions? Pretty much. My career lasted like four more years.
1: That combined with his uh, ability to focus for long periods of time really did well in left field. I, imagine... I can vouch.
0: He, you were the guy during practice, they'd hit a fly ball to the left, and you'd try to throw home, and you you were the guy that threw it over the backstop.
2: No, I was a big fundamentals guy. I always Just hit the cutoff, it. man.
0: I, oh, okay. Well, that's
1: because that's as far I'm as you could, <laughs> Damn, Yeah, you beat me to the punchline, but pretty much. I've heard that joke before. <laughs> All right, let's get to our picks.
2: Okay, first game is number six, Georgia. Uh, playing at 330 against the luckiest team ever, the number nine uh, Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky is a a nine-and-a-half point underdog. PB, you are in first because of the tiebreaker. So do you have
0: any quick notes? Uh, Quick notes, this game seems like a toss-up for me. Both teams are 4-4 and against the spread. Like you said, Kentucky's been very lucky. Georgia, a little up and down. They were pretty dominant last week. And they looked like crap against LSU. This is a tough one for me. But I don't think Kentucky's actually for real. So I'm taking Georgia minus 9.5. All
1: right. So the last time these two met in Lexington, Georgia won in somewhat of a thriller. Uh, They beat the Wildcats 27-24. Just some stats in terms of offensive yards per game, Georgia's averaging – 457 Kentucky 362 Uh, both teams are giving up around 300 yards per game on defense obviously Georgia is much more athletic and seasoned than the Wildcats but they're a scrappy bunch playing for Mark Stoops fun fact brother of Bob Stoops ex-Oklahoma coach um they got a good running back in Benny Snell Jr. He's got nine TDs and 935 yards so far this year. I think the Bulldogs pull out pull a rabbit out of Kirby Smart's visor to win, but the Wildcats keep it close in Lexington, so I'm taking UK in the points.
2: Uh Georgia's covered the last five. Uh, like the rabbit out of the hat.
0: The horse you against, against Kentucky.
2: Nope, the horseshoe's gonna fall out of Kentucky's ass. I'll take Georgia minus nine and a half. Uh, the next game goes to uh, Texas, who is at home. They play at three thirty. They play number thirteen West Virginia, and Texas is a two and a half point favorite. PC, what do you got?
1: So I think Tom Herman is still trying to fight everyone in his way after the loss to Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma state Cowboys who were th- rocking their Barry Sanders throwback jerseys. Um, the question still remains is Texas back? Are they contenders or pretenders? Um, West Virginia was on a bye last week. Uh, so through eight played games, Will Greer has 25 touchdowns and seven picks. I think the key On offense um, for the Mountaineers is not just Will Greer, but their wide receiver, David Sills, the fifth. Anytime you go above the third, I mean, you're just an absolute stud. He's got nine touchdowns uh, so far this year. West Virginia is averaging 39.9 points per game. Texas, 31.3. I think West Virginia is too strong with the aerial attack. So I'm taking the Mountaineers, Dana Holgerson, and the points.
0: Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I was covered in flour and oil all day. Didn't do a whole lot of research for this one. I do know one thing. Liz Gonzalez from Barstool, huge Texas fan. I can't stand her, so I refuse to take Texas. So I'm taking West Virginia plus one. They had a tough loss against Iowa State. They have to win this game. I think they win, and in convincing fashion.
2: Wasn't David Sills the one that Lane Kifford offered him a scholarship when he was like 12? Never mind. Um, uh, You guys, this is a consensus alert. Uh, Tom Herman is the Mark D'Antonio of the Big 12. Uh, His team's win when Um, he's the underdog, but he is one in seven as the favorite. So I will go with uh, West Virginia as well. The next game is number four, Notre Dame uh, going on the road um, and playing. I don't know how much on the road it is going up the street and playing at Northwestern Northwestern is a nine and a half point underdog uh, PC We'll start with you again.
1: All right. Evanston and all those intelligent human beings that go to Northwestern will be just revved up on Saturday as the Irish travel, like you said, not very far from South Bend. Um, Northwestern, they played some really good football this year. Obviously, we know what they did in the first half against our Michigan Wolverines, um, taking down the Spartans in East Lansing and then last week beating – Um, wisconsin pretty handedly 31 17 so um northwestern actually contending for the big 10 west this year just a couple facts before announcing my pick both teams are four three and one against the spread this year notre dame's averaging 24 points per game northwestern 25.1 points per game i think even though northwestern's on a bit of a heater notre dame is just too strong of a team To lose this game. However, Pat Fitzgerald will turn Brian Kelly's face wildcat purple the entire game. Give me Northwestern and the points.
0: I'm going to disagree with you here. I think that Notre Dame is a good team. Ever since Ian Brooke took over, they've looked really solid. They haven't been excellent against the spread but I think coming off a couple of less than stellar performances, I don't think it's going to be three in a row. I think that Notre Dame shows who they are this weekend, and they they beat Northwestern by 14-plus.
2: I think this is one of those statistics I make up in my head and just think it's true. But Notre Dame plays North or Northwestern plays Notre Dame tough, maybe. Um They've covered their last five. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, they've covered. I told you, I make it up, I think. They've covered their last five games in November. I'll take Northwestern. Uh, moving to a game that I think every, anyone who's listened to this is very familiar with. Seems like one of these teams is in the picks every week. The number one team in the nation, the Alabama Crimson Tide, go on the road to Death Valley. Uh, I was trying to remember that one poem that Tim McGraw reads in The Blind Side. To face uh, the number three LSU Tigers. LSU, the highest point total or highest spread since I think 2000 or 99 for them. Uh, they are 14 and a half point underdogs. PB, go for it.
0: This has got to be a tough one for you, Mikey, because you always say you don't make money betting against Alabama, but you always want to hold that Tiger at the same time. I, can, I know you're torn. Both teams are five and three against the spread. Alabama has been so impre- impressive all year. Uh two a runaway high has been. I just think that 14 and a half is too much. LSU is solid at home. I don't think they're going to pull this one out, but I think they're going to give Alabama their first scare of the year. I'm I'm going to see this one being a close one. I'm going to take LSU plus 14 and a half.
1: All right. Just to kind of piggyback on that one. Um, Bama has won the last three meetings in death Valley by an average of seven points. Um, Bama's averaging 54.1 points per game this year and LSU 30.4. Just a little more on Tua. He has 25 passing touchdowns and zero picks. That is absolutely absurd. Um, Oh, sorry. Uh, cut out a bit. LSU's star linebacker, Devin White, is sitting out for the first half. So I think Bama has a chance to really run up the score on him. And like the mush always says, you don't make money betting against the Crimson Tide and saving. So in saving we trust. Roll Tide. I'm taking Bama.
2: Kevin, you're right. It was a tough one. But uh, Andrew, I think you said the big number. Yeah. Um, Bama scores a lot. They've actually only scored under 45 once all year. Um, And then in the last eight meetings between these two teams, LSU's scored under 17 every time. Um, I just don't think. I mean, Bama's going to score at least 31, um, I would have to guess. So I will, it's a lot of points, but I'll take Alabama minus 14 and a half. And the last game on the sheet uh, I think I know where this is going. Um, it is the worst in-game coach I've ever seen. He tried to call a timeout following an interception last week because he didn't know the clock stopped. That would be the number 14 Penn State Nittany Lions travel to Ann Arbor, Michigan to play the number five-ranked Michigan Wolverines. And Michigan is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Andrew, go for
0: it.
1: All right. Looking back at the game last year that was played at Happy Valley, the Nittany Lions and Saquon Barkley absolutely whomped the Wolverines defense. The final score was 42 to 13. This year, both teams are five and three against the spread. Um, They have similar numbers in terms of offensive production. Penn State with 459 per game and Michigan with 420 per game. Um, Michigan, Michigan averages 36 points per game, Penn State 41. But the key differentiator here is the defense. Um, Michigan leads the nation in total defense. I think they have something to prove after that ass thrashing last year. Um, Don Brown has a long memory. But the key, I think we've seen it the last couple weeks for Michigan, is establishing the run game early when Higdon gets on a roll. It just opens everything up. And then Shea she Magic can just run rampant through whatever stadium he's playing at. Initially, I was going to go with the reverse Jinx move, a la the Pizza Baron. But I'm going to bet with my heart here and take Michigan minus 10.5. Go Blue.
0: This is a tough one for me. Yeah. Um... As you said, I, I do love to do the reverse jinx, and you know I would normally take Penn State here. I just love the way that Michigan's defense looks this year. As you said earlier, uh, Shea Patterson. I wasn't thrilled with how he played the first half of the Michigan State game. You know, they—they they, I feel like they could have put up 21 points or at least 17 in that game, and they—they they missed on some key opportunities. But Tariq Black is supposed to return. This week, I mean, he's supposed to be healthy, especially after the bye. He only only went out there for one snap against Michigan State two weeks ago, and he left before a timeout. He's another deep threat uh, to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'm feeling good about the offense. The defense is leaps and bounds better than Penn State. I'm actually going to go against the grain, and the PB is taking Michigan in this one.
2: You guys are all smart. Um, I think this game is going to be a lot closer to a repeat of 2016 instead of 2017. Um, like I said, James Franklin might be the worst coach I've ever seen. He lost both of his coordinators this year and I think it's proving it. And he doesn't have uh Saquon Barkley either. And I think that is the big differentiator. So I will be taking Michigan as well. Now, as I mentioned last week, uh, The Locks of the Week segment is sponsored by Nicholson Homes. Nicholson Homes is a new construction company founded in Royal Oak. Uh, It's whether you need a new kitchen, a new basement, or you just want to do a full demo to build your dream home, uh, this is the company for you. Uh, Last week I went out to one of their new projects. uh, It was a dated kitchen, and uh, they've turned it into a modern masterpiece. So you can find them at Nicholson Homes, that is N-I-C-H-O-L-S-O-N, homes.com. Uh, and use the promo code Arnold, and you'll get your first $200 off. That being said, PC, what is your lock of the week?
1: All right. So in my research, I found that there is one team in the nation that is and 8-0 against the spread so far in 2018. And you guessed it. It's the Washington State Cougars. Mike Leach and the high-powered air attack take on the California Golden Bears in a late game, 1030, you know, Mikey, the mush loves that time in pull in Pullman, Washington. Um, Fun fact, the stadium still stands despite the Mush's attempts to destroy it when he was there for college game day a few weeks back. Um, Their passing offense is on an absolute roll. They lead the nation. They're minus 10 at home. That is my lock of the week. Washington State Cougars minus ten against the Golden Bears.
0: All right, PB is going to come through with an unpopular opinion, but I do live in Columbus. I have to show a little bit of respect to this city, and the Nebraska Cornhuskers are terrible. They have two wins this year. They're three and five against the spread. Ohio State is coming off a bye and an embarrassing performance at Purdue. They're favored by seventeen and a half. I think they win by. 42 honestly uh at home against nebraska i am taking ohio state Uh,
2: as you guys know i went to a sam hunt concert on friday sam hunt played college football at uab uab is seven and one against the spread this year the university of texas san antonio is two and six against the spread i will be taking uab minus 21 and a half
0: Okay, we're all over the board here. This is a big week for us
2: it is it'll be a it'll separate the pretenders from the contenders, as they say
0: you know my picks right now, I think we're playing not to lose, and that that's a problem for me we We have to play to win here, and that's what I'm trying to do this week i I'm protecting the lead and it it's a problem it's it's embarrassing
2: you have to and not only do you have to play to win, you have to play to win big.
0: It's not worth win, or it's not worth playing if you can't win big, as Gordon Bombay would once say. True. Coach O'Reilly.
1: Thank you. Thank you for Sorry. correcting
0: that. Sorry, I apologize. KQ. You know what, Mush? The fucking Lightning probably found out about this, and they're like, fuck you, Mush. We're not losing on this day. And they played extra hard.
1: All right. We have a new segment for you guys and gals um, looking for us to diversify away from just college football. So – Mikey the Mush, please introduce us to Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego?
2: As you mentioned, uh, this is a new segment. We're going to try it out this week. It's for all the females. Um, as you guys know, uh, I have a short attention span, so I don't really like commercials. So I watch a lot of movies. This goes with just one continuous. I can have one stream of thought. So uh, like I said, you see a lot of stars in these movies. You know, watch movies from all the decades um you know whatever hbo showtime stars encore netflix whatever they have to offer skilletbox so, uh, yeah if you know if it's late night so this segment's a little nostalgia uh and it's just uh stars from the the 90s and the early 2000s that you know were big deals and then uh you don't see them anymore so it kind of makes you think uh, what happened to them so the where in the world is carmen san diego award
0: this week goes to he was a Mr. Golden Globe at one time, Freddie Prince Jr. Dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, I watched, I've, been, I watched, I've, I've been dying to talk uh, about Freddie Prince Jr. for a while now. I almost named Carson Freddie Prince Jr. Couchman. <laughs> this is a fact.
1: He did text me that he was <laughs> going to name him Freddie Prince Jr. Couchman.
0: I mean, where, where can I start with this guy? You got She's All That, you got Summer Catch. You got Scooby Doo when his career was starting to take the downfall. Uh, what, else, what else? What was the big one he was in? Scooby Doo 2. Scooby Doo 2. That's definitely yeah. not the big one he was in. No.
2: No, it was it basically his career was oh, he did. I know what you did last summer. This uh, is in the span of like five years. I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer.
0: That's a good she, one.
2: She's all that. Down to you. Head over heels. Which is a decent movie, um, Summer Catch, where he plays Ryan Dunn. He's the baseball pitcher in the uh, the Cod League. Yep, I was. I remember I was in Boston this summer. They filmed that. I seen at filming uh, number, and then then he did Scooby Doo. Following year, he did Scooby Doo 2. and then that's
0: when he fell off the face of the earth. Honorable mention: Boys and Girls, which is the worst rom com you'll ever see but I, I like summer catch just cuz Jessica Biel's in that one and she's she's looking like a nice lady
1: yeah fun fact about freddie prince junior is he's married to sarah michelle geller who played she was um, she was
0: also on the list too
2: is that buffy
1: yeah buffy yep. the Vampir, vampire slayer did they fall in love on the set of scooby on the, doo
2: on the set of scooby doo yep oh Man, no actually scooby no Do- not on, not on the set of scooby doo on the set of I think they first maybe started dating on the set of I still or I know what you did last summer in ninety seven, but then they didn't get engaged. I think until two thousand one or two thousand two, when she just got done doing uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: Nice. Is it true that he yells "Scooby Dooby Doo" when coming? Freddie Prince.
1: that's his his vinegar
0: stroke. I don't, as he didn't play Scooby-Doo. Uh, no, he didn't, but he, he loves that. As Mikey said, it made his career. Scooby-Doo was
1: the career maker. Yep. yep. It, it wasn't, she's all that. She's Definitely all not. that. I think we can't forget about Paul Walker in that movie as his you know, enemy. You're taking all my points, I know.
0: Mr. I love Paul. but ugly girls loves but ugly girls.
1: <laughs> Which fed into not another teen movie, also this is classic. fantastic. It was Chris Evans who played the character of Freddie Prince Jr.
0: in um, yes.
1: another teen movie. Now he's I don't America. know what so he,
0: he So he, we are not going to have a Where in the World is Carmen San Diego segment on him because he's doing better things.
1: Yeah. Growing awesome beards and Freddie making Prince, millions not so much. of dollars Oh, well, he has seen... such a
2: high voice in that movie, too.
1: Yeah. He's probably like 17 years old.
2: I know. How about, well, making your career? How about, um, the guy that played Shaggy in Scooby-Doo, Matthew Lillard. Also um, in Summer Catch. Yeah. Wait, wait fact, not also in Summer Catch. He was he's in- He's catcher, dude. Yeah. he Yeah, he was Billy Brubaker in Summer Catch, and then he was in both of the Scooby-Doo movies. So he just latched on.
1: And he was also the asshole husband in The Descendants that was having an affair with George Clooney's wife. Boom. He was the asshole GM in Trouble with the Curve also true that lost his job at the end who happened Justin,
2: to work Timberlake fired him. What team? What team? Did, was he the, was he the scout for?
1: Yeah. What team was he working for? Oh God. Justin Timberlake was with
2: the Red Sox. Um, not the A's, not the Rangers. Um, What is it? It was the Red Sox. Timberlake was with the Red Sox, I thought.
1: Wasn't he the trying to be the play by play for the Red Sox? No, he, he was working for another team, but he had pitched for the Red Sox. Oh yeah. And yeah, he's the one that scouted him. Eastwood's character had scouted him. And then uh John Goodman was like working with Matthew Lillard, and then the guy from Terminator was the GM. Of the Red Sox and they took that the hitter with the hitch instead of God, what was his name? What was the the player's the, name that Amy Adams? Kid? Yeah. Uh,
2: I think it was like a th- oh, shit. Um, so we are need a stats department to look this up. Uh, we, are, yeah.
0: we're, we are absolutely off the tracks here. We're here trying to uh, appease the female listeners. We should probably put this segment first so they actually listen to us and, you know, but... Rigo Berto Rigo Sanchez. Yep. Thank a you. L- a little spinoff for this. If you had to have a three-headed monster of early 2000s romantic comedies, what would your three be? Go.
1: <laughs> Do I
0: have to lead off? Can
1: I just pick one?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're lazy, sure. Because I'll see if I have it. Okay. Can't Hardly Wait. Obviously, Is that a romantic comedy?
1: Yeah, it's a romantic comedy. We'll see if it qualifies.
0: Wikipedia will tell us
1: mm-hmm. what the genre
2: is. It is a teen comedy. And it... It appears a number of before-they-were-famous teen stars. Let's see, does it have love anywhere? Um...
1: I'm going to go with... Sure. Thank you. I'm trying to think of other romantic comedies from the early 2000s. Would American
0: Pie count?
1: (sighs) No, that's more of a comedy. Okay. How about just favorite movies from the late 1990s and early 2000s? Three-Headed Monster, so we're not pigeonholing ourselves. Okay. American Pie definitely is up there. Um, And there were so many good...
0: During that era, road trip,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Euro trip. I I, I would say Euro that tripping. was too late.
1: That's like 2004.
2: So I found out about absinthe.
1: Yes. Same. So I
2: don't even think that's the same thing. Like that okay. absinthe.
1: We should have done a little more research before <laughs> played the three-headed monster game. But no, this I mean, I I mean it was really not- good. About the I like I that know, down. I feel
2: like I know the category that Kevin wants, and I would say that one of them would be um Ten Things I Hate About You.
0: Yes, that's what I wanted to hear right there.
2: Yeah. Oh. Ten Things I Hate About You, Heath Ledger, R. I. P. and Peace. Um That is a fantastic movie that still she's plays. All, she's yeah. all that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um Summer Catch would probably be up there. It would. it would and, be. If you wanted your, like, 300 monster from your what about, like, Mount from Rushmore minus one, it'd be it.
0: Okay. That's where we're going with. She's all that. I don't know. I feel like that's that's a stretch. Yeah. I mean, the whole, I wasn't a I huge mean, fan of that, that
1: movie. I was a huge fan of not another teen movie. Ooh, where would Varsity Blues fall in this exa- category? I, yeah, I think that's, like, kind you know, of in that's the conversation. Top, it's a top
0: movie, but I don't, there's, I mean, the, the Whipped Cream Bikini... Are Another t-
1: movie featuring Paul Walker?
0: Guys, yep. we're not doing a list of movies that Michelle Lula bought me. We're doing a list of <laughs> <laughs> late 1990s romantic comedies, okay? Jeez.
1: Those don't have to be mutually exclusive.
2: Right. It, the first Fast and Furious came out in 2001, too.
1: Also could be a romantic comedy. And or just Paul, romance.
2: Paul Walker's and all these like borderline... Uh, Borderline rom-coms, Varsity Blues, she's all that, far, or er, and Fast and the Furious all within 2 years of each other. Not
1: bad. He had a good run.
0: What about like definitely maybe? That's a little too that's a little soft. That's but later. That's like, I like that movie, a lot 2003. People, I get shit for that. Definitely maybe? No Yeah, way. 2003. Yeah. No, it's 2008. I I literally googled it right now.
2: But I don't know what the hell you're googling, but it's 2008.
0: Do your eights look like threes? Uh yeah, I'm I'm hammered. So yeah, there was a smudge sense. on
2: the computer that cut the eight in half. <laughs> <laughs>
1: tough break for the PB. Oh, it's been speaking a of
2: spe- hey, speaking of Ryan Reynolds, if we're gonna go early movies, there is a big Ryan Reynolds movie that we're made, that we're missing
1: for Van Wilder. Early, yes, Ooh. early two thousands. Yes, yep. Yeah, a lot of people go to school for eight years. They're called doctors.
2: Doctors, two
1: thousand two. Yeah, that movie is very cool.
2: Yeah, there's a very quote. Oh, and um, the ending might be the best ever if you're a eleven or twelve year old teenager. Where Tara Reid walks through, um, the smoke. And he's like, "Oh, I didn't think you were coming." She's like, "Oh yeah, I was late. I was picking out underwear."
1: And he's like, "Oh, what'd you go with?" Nothing, and then it fades to black. Ugh. Tara yeah. Reid, I I think she should be a candidate for the Where in the world, Where in the world is Carmen San Diego Award in the future? Yeah, but she, she had a she, she, she
0: had a, a rough boob job, so that hurts. She had a rough a yeah. lot of jobs.
1: And then, <laughs> do you remember the picture of her at some award show where her yeah, boob is just
2: how the money yeah, like, had fallen? Like, yeah, I mean, she her like Lindsay Lohan could have been on this list, but. I hey, didn't want to really go with people that.
0: Let's not that show all go.
2: of our cards. Honestly, no, F- I, mean, F- I keep FPJ I keep, was
0: perfect. I was I was going to throw that at you if you didn't mention him.
2: Yeah, I like people that didn't go down in a blaze of uh, fire. So I kept it, you know, to Scooby Doo because it was it is Halloween. Scooby Doo could be a Halloween movie. I mean, Scooby-Doo well, the second could. one. Was, yeah, I mean Scooby Doo 2 do, does have the name Monsters in it. I'm pretty then,
1: sure that Outcast did a song for that um that movie. Do you want me to get the soundtrack? If I'm right, oh, that's how we end it. I have
2: with a lot the, of tabs. I have a lot of, I have a lot of tabs open right now, so give me a second.
0: I'm excited about this new segment because I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about now, but I don't want to bore the viewers. Yep. All seven right, of so, them.
2: Let's see. Soundtrack. Damn it has its own Wikipedia page. Nice. You are correct. Outcast, land, of, right. land, and, of, and, land and of a million drums. Have. That's all we have for tonight, folks. Hey, uh, hey, <laughs> not, what, I just want to <laughs> add since I'm on the soundtrack, listen to this soundtrack. It has Outcast, Scooby, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Outcast, Shaggy, Little Romeo, Sugar Ray, Uncle Cracker, Buster Rhymes. Simple plan and Baja, Men.
1: That if is that so. If that
2: doesn't scream
0: 2001, I don't know what does. <laughs> one more movie I wanted to mention. It's not. It's not a rom coms. It's a drum rom. Cruel Intentions. That was also Ooh. a good one.
1: Yeah, with Reese Witherspoon, Ryan Felipe, who got married and divorced. Whatever. And whatever started. happened. He now. because of that movie. Uh, he was in Shooter. You know what? Maybe um, FPJ it was on Netflix. Him. He was good.
0: Yeah. FPJ may have cucked Ryan Philippi and that's what happened to both of them.
1: No, Ryan Philippi married Reese Witherspoon.
0: Yeah, yeah but Sarah but Michelle, Michelle Gell- Gellar is also in that movie. Yeah.
1: How, how,
0: maybe, you... maybe he went Trey Song's Mr. Studio Girl. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying now. Let's yep. see. So he met Ryan Philippi, so met
2: act- actress Reese Witherspoon at a party for her 21st birthday. They started dating and became engaged in 1998. Well, yeah, whatever. That's because um, Freddie Prince Jr. already had stolen her. I like Kevin's. Right. Um, yeah, like Kevin's. We'll Beck- go with that theory. You know, a solid a movie that doesn't get talked about. A solid a Ryan F- uh, Phillippe movie, uh, Lincoln Lawyer with Matthew McConaughey.
1: Never saw it.
0: Can't think have ever seen that. you watch a lot of movies though. You said it earlier.
1: Yep. Those That's what happens when you're nocturnal like Mikey the Mush. All it right. One of my celebrity crushes, Marissa Tomei's in it. She is great as um the aunt in Spider Man. Yeah, and she was good in um
2: as the teacher in Stupid and, love. Thank you. I was blanking.
1: All right, that's all we have for this evening. It sounds like thank this, you for it sounds like us. this segment might uh might make it repeat next week. Absolutely. I think we have to keep this for all the listeners that aren't thrilled when we talk about college football picks for 20 minutes and bullshit for the other 10. So this is another excuse for us to I don't know, entertain you while you're driving to your office suite in southeast Indiana. So thanks for joining us.
0: <laughs> that was that was not scripted, might I tell you. Yeah.
1: That's I really struggled with that one. Unbelievable. Right. That's why we do it live. This has hey, been episode 14. Can we tell 14. everyone about
2: the merch they should be on the lookout for? And oh, a, yeah. Like to purchase um, it?
1: If you follow us on Instagram at Let's Do It Live, uh, you'll notice that we have been able to use advertising dollars to purchase some merchandise. Um, so the drafts of the shirts that we have ordered are up there for your viewing pleasure. And depending on the feedback that we get, um, we will release that to the public for purchase. So
0: If, if any company out there makes baby onesies, we're looking for someone to make some merch for my two month old. And hopefully I can use him as an Instagram baby model to sell that to other babies and get more moms on board for more subscribers. So that would be a huge help.
1: And we're always still hopeful for a Hawaiian shirt company to sponsor us. Mikey the Mush is pleading his case with Keeps so he can bring back that epic hairline from 2004. Shout out to Carson. That's the, re- on his- That's the real
0: Carmen San Diego. <laughs> yep. And as Your always, thank-, thank you to MV Sportsbook, our preferred provider for online gambling. DM us. TB12 to our Instagram page and receive a free $50 credit for the upcoming matchups this Saturday and Sunday.
1: Feel free to fade us or go with us. May luck ever be in your favor. Shout out Carson. Happy two months.
2: Shout out Nicholson homes. I figured we should uh, probably get them
1: back in too. All right. Thanks again for joining us. This has been another edition of let's do it live. Just a couple dudes being dudes, no rehearsal.
0: Thanks guys.